Hi everyone, it's Corinne Hindreger. You are listening to the Embodied Thriving Self podcast, a series where I invite you on an inner and outer journey to align with your soul, unlearn who you thought you needed to be, and become your most authentic and thriving self. So you too can create the magical ripple effect in your life and business you came here to do. Hi there, so good to connect with you again. Today, I'd like to talk about creating success on our terms. And I had to think about a very dear friend of mine, Michelle Spalling. She has such a big heart and always sees the good in everything and finds solution. And her mantra is uh, soul-crafted success. So who better to talk about creating success on our terms than Michelle? She has always dreamt since she was a child that she is going to be an author and a business owner. And as she grew older, she realized all the dreams she had came true. And so now she is helping others do the same, really creating a life that is in alignment with soul crafted success. So let's talk about it. Good to have you here. And thank you so much for being here with me today, Michelle. Of course, it's my pleasure. I'm excited to dive into this. It's a topic near and dear to my heart, and uh, I'll let you ask questions. Sure. So the first question I have is like, what does soul-crafted success or creating success on your terms mean to you? So we get a little bit of a sense of that. Yeah. I'm, um, I like to describe it as if it's like we're talking about fingerprints and each and every one of us has a different fingerprint. We all have hands, we all have fingerprints, but each and every one of us has a different fingerprint. And I believe success is really just like that. Your version of it is different than my version of it, different than, you know, one of my clients or even one of my best friends in the world, right? What, uh, what success is to each and every one of us is totally different. And uh, that's what I would say. I would call soul crafted success. I really love that. And that resonates so deeply because especially in the online industry, like all the definitions of success, they often feel just so fake and so far away from alignment of what it might mean for us individually. Yeah. And I think that that's where my story with that really starts, you know, uh, many, many years ago, going to some of those online places, going to some of those workshops in person and being told, this is where, uh, what you'll do, th you have to do this to find success, or this is what success will look like, or um, all of those things. You have to do these things in this particular way in order to be successful. And what ended up happening was I was asked to do things that just really didn't push me outside of my comfort zone as much as they really were totally out of integrity for me. And that's when I really started thinking like, well, if that's what success is, that's not what I want. And it really yeah. wasn't success for me. It was success for that person. And and who knows if it actually was success for that person. Or <laughs> that's a whole other conversation. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, that really brings me to uh, a couple of weeks ago, we, uh, we met for our coffee, uh, virtual coffee, and you shared with me that you spent the morning in the garden and you had a good time and, and you didn't check your emails till the afternoon and started working till the afternoon. And you actually felt guilty sharing that. Yeah. And, um, 
And then it really sort of, it really got me wondering and, and also reflecting on my own life. It's so many, in, especially in the online industry, so many are sort of putting up a facade and, and trying to sell, uh, you know, their course or product or whatever to, to supposedly fix all these little issues we have in our life. But it's not real. It's fake. They just sort of put on this persona to be someone they're not. But then people like you, you really created your soul crafted success to be in your garden, to have this opportunity to do, to read a book and do the things you love and work when it is appropriate. You still get your things done. Mm -hmm. But then there is this sort of um, this second thought that is lingering around that we don't want to trigger others. We don't want to sort of, um, you know, we don't want others to feel bad because we can yeah. live this life the yeah. way we created it. Yeah. And yeah. I would love to hear a little bit more about, you know, where you are at with that and how that feels for you to, to have this soul crafted success, but still also sometimes meet the resistance in mm -hmm. you don't want to share it too much with others because you don't want to do any harm. Right. Right. Oh, boy, that's a question and a half. Um, thank you so much for asking that. And, and I do remember that conversation distinctly. And I think for me, what I would say is I, I sort of associate having a business, I think with a lot of the, the, the habits that I created having a job, right. And in my career, um, I worked if I was lucky, a Monday through Friday, you know, normal business, we call them bankers hours. But um, when I started my business, I left that firm working, you know, 60 some odd, 70 some odd hours a week to wanting to like have this structured environment around when I work. And the reason that that was so important to me was I wanted to be able to be finished at a relatively normal time so that I could be around for my f uh, family and other things. Uh, I was missing so much in that firm. So fast forward all these years later, it's just sort of conditioning you get up in the morning, you have your coffee, you get dressed, you go to your office or come to your desk and you park your butt in your chair and you get what needs to get done finished and then five o'clock you check out. So in the last probably, even though I've been in business since 2005, it's probably only really been in the last few years that I have really said, yeah, I'm not coming to my desk until 11 o'clock today. Um, and like not had a lot of shame and guilt around it, um, but it's been a process. It's absolutely been a process. I think the most important thing for me in working or in going through that process has been when I do get here, it's like super focused and get as much done as I possibly can. You know, the things that I wanted to get done that were important, it's not filling that time, that nine to five up with work. It's, filling the time that I need with the work that I need to get done and not having some external uh, validation of what it means to have a, a business or a job. Yeah, I really, I really love that. And it, it does resonate with me as often we, we feel we need to do something and then we spend way more time sort of getting things done or trying to be in business, trying to show up. And yeah. um, it's just a waste of energy and time. Like I, yeah. I found for myself um, that when I'm waiting for my muse to come, like things yeah. are 
a lot easier and I get so much done in a short period of time. But then, like, I don't know if you feel the same or not, but I, I did notice for myself, like, when I always wait for the muse and don't have any structure or any sort of commitment to sit down and write something or read something or do something, then it sort of, it never really happens. So there is sort of this balance between creating a structure, but also keeping it fluid enough so we don't waste energy and time on things that are not quite ready yet to be done or finished. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's a really good point that you bring up. I committed earlier this year to sending out a newsletter regularly. Um, and if I didn't have that deadline, the amuse might pop in every couple of months. But because I have that deadline, then I, I, I give myself the space I need to be creative, but I give mm -hmm. myself the deadline I need to actually get it done. Um, and then I have someone else that if I don't have it done by a certain deadline, uh, a team member that's kind of knocking on my door via Slack asking when uh, when that's going to be ready for them to load and get ready to send out. Um, so for sure, I resonate with that a lot. Deadlines are important. It's always nice to have some accountability in the background knowing if someone will ask yeah. Um, yeah, well, because I think we sort of can, we can talk ourselves out of things. Oh, uh, mm -hmm. you know, it'll wait a couple of days, right? We can, we can always talk ourselves out of things. We can talk ourselves into things too. So I think it's, um, you know, for me, the other thing I would say is that it was very important to me earlier this year to like become very structured in getting it out. And um, I know that gave me accountability for myself but it tied back into like my intention for the beginning of the year. So it wasn't just about having that deadline. It was tied into the intention that I wanted in sharing information. No, and that's beautiful. And it also um, sort of ties again back into continuously creating the soul crafted success. Mm. Because like it is a journey, it is not a destination, it is a journey and and you need to show up to, to sort of, um, continuously be able to live this life in alignment with who we are, but also um, having, it, having it sort of in a way structured or supported that it actually really supports us having or living this soul crafted success. Yeah, thank you. So, you know, it's funny at the top of the uh, conversation, you mentioned, you know, me wanting to be a, um, a business owner and a writer um, since I, and a teacher since I was a child, all of those things are far different than what I thought they would be. And I think that my business is also far different than I thought it would be going into it. And I think if that I'd been really rigid in, here's what this business looks like, here's how it has to happen, um, and, and, uh, and not been open for it to sort of you know, become its own thing, if you will, um, I wouldn't have that time in that space that I talked about uh, just a moment ago to play in the garden in the morning, right? Um, because it would have been very different than what it is today. And so I think that that's another important thing to remember when we're, you know, on this path of this, uh, of, of figuring out what we want and, and, and then um, allowing ourselves to have what we want, right? Without worrying about what society says success should look like or some guru says success should look like or even what our family members say success should look like. Um, when we're on that path, it's, it's, 
being open for, you know, as a friend of mine calls, like the mystery, like what's the mystery? It, you know, here's what it could look like. Here's what we want it to look like. But sometimes there's something in between. There's something totally different than what we thought. And that's, um, that's, I think that's the space I'm in right now for sure. Yeah. It's way different. Yeah. I, I love, I love the, yeah, to be in that mystery. Also, we, yeah. we don't have to control it. We don't have to know. Like when we are doing our parts, we can trust that whatever needs to be, will be. Yeah. In a sense. Yeah. But my inner control freak and perfectionist are like, you know, no. climbing right, or clawing at that one right now. Um, but, you know, when I ask them to just have a seat and wait their turn, you're right. That uh, being in the flow. Being in the flow. Yeah, I really love that. And is there anything you feel like you see or you see or you notice the most of uh, people run into, like, for example, with your clients when they try to um, create their own version of soul crafted success? Like what are the sort of um, the culprits or the, the, yeah. the things they face where they disconnect from what success means to them? Like what, yeah. what are they facing most often? Yeah, that's a really good question. And I think the best way to answer that is to just share with you a couple of, uh, or at least an example of, of a client that, that I was working with not long ago. She, um, uh, early on in our conversation, one of the questions I asked her was, what did she want? Um, why did she start her business? Um, and she went through the reasons that she started her business, which honestly were very similar to mine. You know, she wanted to be uh, around more for her young children, she wanted to be able to define the hours that she was available to work, to have a little bit more freedom and flexibility, um, and also to control her income a little bit better. And so one of the things that she shared was being home in the afternoon when her children got off the bus and being able to be there for them uh, versus for them to go to after school care and all those things. So we're in this conversation. She's really in this uh, in this like um, this is this is what I want. This is why I started the business. So about ten minutes, fifteen minutes later in our conversation, I throw in the question of, well, what did, what would you like your business to look like in five years? What would be success for you in five years? And it was almost like this totally different person took the microphone and started speaking. She went into having this office and having this large team and having, um, uh, you know, just all of this, like other things outside of what she had just shared with me for her reason in starting her business. And I let her go on for a little while. And then I finally just interrupted her and said, what happened to being home for the boys and showing them what success could look like for a mom and a woman and a business owner being able to do all of the things that she wanted. And she just started crying. And she said, I almost was chasing after someone else's dream. And like me, she thought, well, there's this natural progression that we're supposed to take in business, right? Should. And she said, you know, without really stopping and looking at it, I might've taken that path. I might've rented space. I might've hired a large team. So, um, you know, I think that's the best example I could give you about obstacles. It's really, it's like looking outside rather than inside for what it is that we would like for our lives to look like. Um, and then I think the last thing I would say about that real quick, Corinne, is that like, it's not about 
what uh, a business should like look like. While that's important, it's about what is that business going to do to give us the life that we want. That that's where I think the uh, the obstacles are. And that's so powerful. Just really noticing how quickly it can can go that our social conditioning kicks in and we don't even notice this without having sort of someone else like pointing it out. And then it's so sort of so painfully always, but we can't often, we can't see it ourselves. Yeah. 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 yeah we cried on the phone together a little bit over that one. That was, that was crazy. And I get it. I get it. I wrote about it in, in my book, you know, my second book, how, um, I, uh, I, I went and got an office space as well. And then realized shortly after moving in there that I hated it, I hated every bit of it. And it wasn't the business and it wasn't, um, you know, the work that we were doing or anything. It was that my dream was to be home for my kids, not to be able to take them into my office and sent everyone home in 2006 and figured out how to run a company remotely, um, at a time when it was it's kind of not the thing, uh, but all these years later, <laughs> where I'm still at it, and and uh, and um, it 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 really began, I think, this whole journey for me and figuring out what success can look like for me. And it it doesn't have to fit in in a norm in a box. It can be highly successful in alignment with who you truly are and you in all the dreams you always had being home with the kids. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And you know, even now that the children are gone and at college, it's my, my, uh, desire to be available and around for them or even the grandkiddo, um, that part of it hasn't changed. So that freedom and flexibility was always like that foundation and it's just sort of manifesting and showing up in different ways, but that foundation is still the same. Yeah. And it also shows beautifully that success is not linear. So there yeah. are many things we sort of um, encounter and maybe we go down this or that rabbit hole and, and explore different uh, ventures and things to to notice how important they are and that they are a part of the puzzle. But it's just a part of the puzzle and not the whole sort of picture in a sense. So we said yeah. like, what what else have you been like? What other adventures have you been doing in the last little while that really filled your soul and um, might not have much to do with the business as such, but really um, created the sense of soul crafted success within your own being, within your own yeah. experience? Well, not that it has anything to do with business. I'll get to like my exciting stuff around there. But, um, but I've been going, I'm going camping. Um, I went camping last weekend. I'm going camping again this weekend. But I mean, I think that that's, you know, does tie back to, you know, my desire to have that freedom and flexibility. And while it wasn't about the business, um, it, it was really important to me to be able to take that time off. So Thursday, um, I'm Thursday and Friday, I'm not planning to do any work um, because that's something that I want to go and do. And, um, you know, it's funny, even when I worked at the law firm, we had vacation that was um, assigned to us, I guess is the right word, every year. But I wasn't ever good at taking it. Um, there was always so much that needed to be done. And uh, I think that when I, I opened my own business, that was one of the things that I prioritized. So camping. Um, but I have also been writing again. 
Um, this is a story that I wrote that came to me when I was actually out hiking in the woods uh, about five or six years ago. And, um, you know, you talked about the muse and it was one of those things where like the story wouldn't leave. It just mm -hmm. kept showing up and kept showing up. And, uh, um, I would put it down for a little while and then I would go somewhere and somebody would say, oh, I need you to tell a story like without writing anything down from your heart. And I would just tell the story because it was just such a cool story and uh, everybody loved it. So I eventually found an illustrator, which was a challenging subtopic, uh, challenging subject in and of itself, which we talk about for days and I won't. But what I would say to you is that, you know, when there's something that you want to do, um, I think we, the thing that I want to just really stress there is like, you know, to be patient um, and to be patient, more importantly, with yourself. You know, this is, uh, is being released. I'm so excited. Um, in just a couple of weeks. And the reason that I, I even mentioned Nathaniel's journey and this release is that that came to me so long ago, but I stuck with it and little by little chipped away at it. And so for some people, um, it's like, you know, get a, you know, learn to be certified to do X, Y, and Z in a weekend. And you and I both know that, that, that success doesn't happen overnight, um, that it, it's a journey. And that's, um, I think that really ties back into your conversation and your question about, you know, things other than coaching and, and teaching, which I do in my business. This is a, this is a little side fun. Yeah. And I did, I did get, uh, I did get one of the first copies and I, I yeah. actually, honestly, I, I so loved it. And it's, it's inspiring because you put the story, this inspiring story to think outside of the box and outside of what circumstances we feel we have been dealt with. And yeah. if it is in alignment with what we wanted or not, and discover that it might be, and it just might look a little bit different than we thought it would be. Yeah. So, oh, I uh, love I how you brought, you reframed that. That was, uh, that was, that was fun. Thank you. And, uh, yeah, I think the same holds true in our business. I think, you know, it shows up everywhere and it's funny, you know, uh, it doesn't look the same as what I thought it would be, but in the end it's been so much better. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And, and also it, when, when we, we, you look at your journey with the illustrator, like you had to sort of meet a few to realize what you don't want. Yeah. And then it was so much easier to know what you actually do want. And it's like, I often feel like with success, it's similar. Sometimes it's hard for us to connect what success might mean for us. Mm -hmm. But when we get clear on what we don't want, it becomes easier to connect to what it actually is that we do want. Yeah. 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 I can totally resonate with that. And I think the other thing I would say around that in that story of the illustrators, and there were three until I found the right one, is that when you find the right one, right? When you are sort of in that zone, if you will, um, I shared the story with her and then she sent me mock-ups and it was like, how'd you get into my head? She just stepped into it and ran with it. And, you know, there were a few changes and so forth, but nothing major, uh, not like the first couple of ones. So this person just really like the, it, we lined up like that and it's, it's, it was a beautiful collaboration. I really love, I love, you know, how it, everything worked out in the end as, as, yeah. you, as you just, I stuck with yeah. it. Yeah. What, 
be one thing, one tip you could give our audience that could help them connect to their soul crafted success, to connect mm. to what success might mean for them? Like what would be one tip if you have one that you'd love to share? The first thing that pops into my head is to think back to what made you happy um, as a child, right? What lit you up as a child? And for some of us, like it, it, it's, it's, um, that may not be the answer, but I would definitely think like, think back there. And then if that's not it, then think about if you are, if you have started a business or even a career, like what made you decide to do that? What called you to that? Um, and, and the, you know, in both of those situations, I would say, what can you do to reconnect to that? Um, to re to 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 honor that and uh, reconnect with it and to really look at it almost every day um mm -hmm. connect with it every day right so so you know if you're listening to this and you're like oh yeah when i was a kid i wanted to be a writer or i wanted to be an artist or whatever it is what can you do to um connect to that each and every day it might mean writing a little, right? You don't have to send it to anybody. You could just write for yourself. It might mean, you know, drawing a little bit. It, it, it could be any number of things, right? Whatever it is that, you know, does light you up, that does feel um, great to you, how can you bring a little bit of that in every day? We don't have to quit our jobs and go out and just, I'm going to go write, right? That, that might be the right path, but it might not be. What I'm kind of getting at is, what little thing could you do every day to just keep that fire lit? I love that. Um, to connect to that childlike curiosity and, and joy yeah. and fun in a sense. And also to, to see what is opening up as we sort of um, immerse ourselves in that energy. Yeah. Yeah. I really love yeah. That. And, and, and I think always just keep checking in with yourself, mm -hmm. you know, keep checking in with yourself. I, I, I honestly think that had social media been the way that it is now, I don't know that I could have uh, started a business when I started it. I started it before all of this. So I didn't really have anybody to compare myself to until I'd already been in it for too long to do anything different, if you will. But, um, uh, you know, the one thing that I would say is less looking around and more looking within. Oh, yeah. that's so powerful. Less looking around, more, more looking within. Very powerful and so true. I, I think I need to write that there for myself. It's funny. Some of the things that we say, we, we need to remind ourselves of. I am not a perfect person. I, I definitely need to do that one myself more often. Yeah, I do. I, sometimes it's so funny. I don't know if you relate to that, but sometimes, um, yeah, we say something or even in a coaching session, we say something to our clients that is mm -hmm. so appropriate and so right and then I at the end I'm like questioning myself like did I need to hear that or day <laughs> so sometimes we really need our own medicine I I totally agree with you and and sometimes things will just pop out and then you're like where did that come from yeah. um it's nothing I've thought before but here we are sharing it with a client or with a friend and it's exactly what we both needed to hear at that time yeah yeah that's powerful. So if anyone of the audience would like to connect with you or buy your book or really learn more about you, how can they find you? I am all over the web at michellespalding.com. 
that's my Michelle Spalding on Twitter, Michelle Spalding on Instagram, Facebook, all of those places. Yeah. Just find me there. Beautiful. And is there anything else you feel like you want to share today? Anything else you feel called to, yeah, to share or you have a point of view in where people might, um, might need a little bit extra boost to connect to their soul crafted success? Yeah, it's funny. When you said point of view, I was like, uh-oh, careful now. Slow down, Michelle. Um, <laughs> you, you know, my, uh, my, my, my ginger roots get riled up at times. But what I would say to you is, you know, the one thing that I always recommend to people is to connect to nature where possible. And, you know, certain times of the year, that's difficult. It's either too hot or too cold. But where possible, when you're um, trying to connect to that soul crafted success, leave all the technology in the house and go sit outside under a tree, grab a journal, grab a pen, and just be there. And there's just something, take your shoes off if you can too, rub them in the dirt, you know. Um, there's just something about that space that can really help us, I think, to to reconnect to that that uh, is it we're be most being called to that thing that really fuels us up. So um, it's one of the things I always recommend to my clients, and I recommend to anybody: just go outside, go hug a tree, go hang out under a tree, go sit under a tree, play with the grass, whatever. Just go outside. It's like it's sort of yeah, connecting, connecting to. Yeah your own sort of um being without all the distraction yeah yeah, so, yeah. very powerful yeah. it's really hard to hear um i think what um above some of those distractions so it's good to leave them behind yeah, yeah. i love that thank you Thank you so much for sharing that and for spending time with us today and spending time with me today. I really enjoyed, um, you know, our little conversation around success and what that might mean. And also, I love the tips you have shared and your experience you have shared with us. So thank you so much for being here with us today. Thank you so much for having me. It was awesome to connect with you here this way and uh, to share a little bit of something with uh, those that uh, are interested in learning more about that. Appreciate the opportunity. Thank you. Bye. As always, thank you so much for spending time with me and listening to the Embodied Thriving Self podcast. I appreciate you and the journey you have been on that led you to this community. I hope to connect with you again in the next episode. In the meantime, I appreciate your shares and reviews. Please always remember, you are not broken. You are worth it and deserving to align with your soul and thrive as you create magic in all you touch.